Phoenix Down Radio is on the air. Welcome, everybody, to Phoenix Down Radio, episode number 143. I'm your host, Klaus Nightbringer. Joining me, we have a Talas and a Sayer. What's going on, boys? Uh, a lot, because I can actually use a screen. So I've been catching up on like nine years of gaming this week. Nice. Yeah, in, in this one week. <laughs> in this one week, yeah. It's been kind of a lot. Yeah, somebody got some new uh, um, gunner glasses. Yep, and they are rad. And I can, I can read. I can watch movies. I can play video games. I can play Destiny. I'm gonna try out Genshin Impact next week. I can do stuff that I haven't been able to do in literal years. And every single it's light kind of wild in front of you glares off of them terribly, just like mine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I also have a TV in front of me, which isn't particularly helpful. Yeah, I yeah, with four monitors, one of them with full white with our show notes. Yeah, it's it's good times. Good times. My eyes just work. Ooh, I'm Sarah and I have good well, vision. Can... <laughs> it, it, it's okay, I'm slightly red green colorblind. Well, if the women don't find oh, your hands, good. they should at least right, find good. your handy. So you did figure out a, a, a thing to be weak at. Something like that. No. Good. I'm well, finding that it's a lot a reasonable more... way to react. It's a lot more common <laughs> to have color blindness than, than, than I'm finding now. People are who are, were colorblind maybe didn't know it for a while. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different things where it's like, there, where it might have been like in past historical stuff, like this might have been a thing, but it also would have never come up. <clears throat> like one that came up was like with autism or sensory processing type things where it's like, you know, people tended to live in like much smaller, quieter things like big, modern, noisy cities are a modern thing. And so there's lots of people who historically might have had trouble who just never got into put, put in a situation where it would have come up. Mm, that's that's very true. I mean, in and like I said, it was a lot less densely populated, and uh, yep, and the, it, there could have been people who were, but just they, it was classified as something else, like whether it yep. was like you know, demon possession uh, or. I mean, like relatedly, look at stories and accounts of uh, like changeling children, and then compare that to the diagnostic criteria for Asperger's and autism. Ooh, piece of candy! So much detail that I don't even have in my brain. But I'm glad that you do, because somebody needs to. Yes. I, I can find the stuff later if you are interested. It's pretty fascinating. Potentially. Potentially. Oh, <laughs> so, and then I decided to uh, eat some pizza today. Just some. Only a small amount, though, yeah, right? O only uh, an entire 16-inch. While being timed. Man, Klaus, <laughs> people struggle to take 12 inches, and you did, like, an extra four? Oh my! <laughs> Tonight's episode of Sarah's an awful human. Sometimes we knew that. So that's part of the reason why he's still here. I said sometimes, not all the time. Oh no! Sarah it, it, misunderstood I mean, I if he was doing it all the time. I have to keep you guessing. So you're just faking it, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, anyway, there was a pizza eating contest. Um, 
Last time we ha I was in this, I took second place. I was 11 seconds behind the person who won. This year, I made up for that, and I destroyed second place. Um, I ate my pizza in 11 minutes and 40 seconds. Second place was 17 minutes. Dang. Bro. Did you do any of like that competitive eating stuff like dunking it in water or anything like that? Not at all. Oh. I was going to say like, dude, do you need a minute? Like, are you going to be okay? <laughs> well, uh, and I, the thing is, I, I wasn't any faster than the last time, really. Me, I was either 40 seconds slower or 20 seconds faster than the last time. Did so the you're going for consistency? Or? What's that, sir? Oh, did, I was like, did the previous ones just not compete? Or like, was it a different group of people? No, first place, the guy who got first place last time was there. And he's the one who got oh. second place. He just, I, I'm just consistent. Yeah, that's it. Because you started running. That's what it is. No, the thing is, I was running. This the last one was only like two years ago. And mm. I haven't, I haven't run in three. I thought you were getting back into it not too long ago. No, I, I, I want to. I really, okay, I need to, but I A lot of plans got kind of fucked up by everything. Yes. You don't say. <laughs> Nani! Why did we let him have a soundboard? Because we wanted him to, because there's some excellent, excellent sound effects on it. Because you didn't have a choice there. I mean, there's that. <laughs> but no, it, it was fun. Um, like I said, it was kind of nice to, to get out of the house a little bit. I was still... It, to be 100% honest with you, it was right on the edge of too many people for me. Yeah, it's kind of feels like we're in a point where it's like, stuff is okay-ish, but not quite, and where exactly is the line? And it is unclear and mm -hmm. a little bit weird to try to work it out. Fortunately, I was able to keep my distance for the most part. Um, I stayed back while waiting for this to start, and then I was on the end of a table, so I was f as far away from my nearest competitor as possible. Um, and as soon as I was done, mask went back on. Yep. I'm I like I said I'm fully vaccinated. You know I've it's been more than two weeks since um my last so you got one. Shot number two. Yes, yeah, since I had shot number two, and um I'm still leery. It's, yeah. I I I hearing about all these new strains coming out that have uh, increased uh, um resistance against these things or or can get through the protection. I'm I'm just worried about it, and I, I know this isn't necessarily. With, the, the right place to talk about it per se, but I just I, I still feel I need to we talk about that. our lives sometimes it's allowable. That's true. So it was still a lot of fun to, to see some some friends like um, saw my boss from the, the pizza place. He was there and uh, nice. I was a little worried that I wasn't going to actually be allowed to participate because I'm technically still employed there, even though I haven't worked a shift in uh, almost a year. But he, no, I I I here already. Well, it's been about nine months. Okay. It was Time's summer. Weird. Time is yeah, weird. Yeah, time doesn't time doesn't exist. No, we're 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 all in the TARDIS right now. We just don't know it because it's like, bigger on the inside. That one McSweeney's article they did about how time works. Now they did a follow up. Of course they did. Did it come out before the first article though? Of course. 
I think no, but I can't be 100% sure. We don't exactly have linearity going on anymore. Because I would 100% post a follow-up article and then post the original article that I was referencing a week later. <laughs> just just because I could. You would. Yeah. You would. Um, It'd but be so good. I need to do this now. Where's my notepad? But other than that, <laughs> that's been my excitement for the last two weeks, I think. I have been getting into the game. Um, I've been enjoying it. Oh. Good. I, I hmm? did. I... I La but just before patch uh, 5.5 dropped, I think it was on Thursday, I got my Amaro. And I also now have my Blue Mage at 60. Nice. So I have nice. 10 levels to go and I will have everything. I should have everything taken care of before Endwalker. And then I get to start it all over again. <laughs> yep. <sighs> Those will be the days, huh? I got to do a dungeon with somebody that plays like every three months. She's a teacher, so her job changed a lot in the last mm, year. And uh, she jumped on. She's like, I haven't played in a while, but she's keeping up with MSQ. But every time she gets to a dungeon, she just goes to a market board, buys gear until she can do that dungeon, does the dungeon one time, and then logs out for it until the next patch. Hmm. Well, I I'm, was online like, with her even yesterday. Doesn't do the after quest? No, I mean she finishes all of MSQ, okay. but like that's all she really has time for. That's why she doesn't. She she knows she doesn't have time. She knows she's not interested, so she focuses on the things that she loves about it. So subs and every three which months works. And, and so Yoshi the problem is, is that she was oh, she was high level four hundred seventy eight. <laughs> Ooh, Oof. yeah, that's a little yeah four seventy eight, yeah. and we were like um. <laughs> No. And so every time our healer dropped, we were like, it's like, oh, the summoner can. I'm like, no, no, just we just wiped, dude. Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. An hour later, we finished the dungeon. She died during the boss. Shock surprise. It was a it was an event. Did she, I guess like she could use trusts, but I guess it is more fun to actually do shit with you. It is more fun to do stuff with all the people in your FC. Yeah, she plays because of the FC. Yeah. Oh, so and, it's somebody here on Hyperion? Yeah. Hmm. Cool. yeah. And I mean, for what it's worth, Yoshi P has outright said, hey, like, this is, he knows this is the way people play it, and he is fine with that and wants to support that. I was just going to say, maybe we could uh, get together and, and, and send them some gear for their main. See, we did that. We had, like, let's get all of your gear. Let's get you geared up. Let's play for a week. She had a couple weeks off. We did all the stuff. We got her to play, and then she was like, cool. I have custody of my kid for two months straight. And I also have to go back to work next week. And we didn't hear from her for six months. So we're just like, we're not giving you anything because you never play. So we just buy her gear every once in a while. Call it good. Yeah, but like, maybe we will not go make a full exarchic set. No. Mm. HQ no, pentameld. <laughs> God. Yeah. She's like high level. <laughs> 491 off the shelf NQ slash gear from raid slash basic level tier like 490 500 gear that she's bought with tomes eventually mm. yeah it's it's rough but I mean, she, she I'm, plays I'm she glad she playing. still plays and that as long as she still enjoys the game and the people that she's playing with understand there's nothing yeah, wrong with no that. problems here 
she's come to a bunch of the meetups that we used to do and that group was still active um she's the one that forwarded me her email for buying tickets to FanFest two years ago nice because i didn't get mine but she got hers um so like she's still very active in the community and she's active in the game she just knows that running a career half running a school and having a child little bit time consuming mm-hmm. yeah She's, she and has again, her priorities. I really like that there's support for like lots of different people and lifestyles, and not just the you have to be able to go hardcore at it, or this game is not for you. Yeah, that's boring. Yeah, I like playing a game that's fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, more power to the people who can make that work for, as well. I just like that it's not just for them. Yeah, but nope. I do like this that there's a community that can support all types. Yeah, and Arizia is welcoming to all people. Not just that the community supports it, but the outright game supports it. Absolutely. All right. I think at that point, let's go ahead and jump into some game and community news. How's that for a segue? Pretty shitty, I know. (laughs) Segways are bad. I give it like a six. All right. Let's start with some Final Fantasy adjacent news. As I was digging through the, uh, the, the news, this one stuck out to me. Apparently, uh, Square Enix had to go out and deny rumors of a potential sale of the company. This is an actual New York Post article that I found. So this is like real news and shit. Yeah, my tracker and on my phone actually popped this up for me because I follow a bunch of other companies that Mm I might invest in. And this popped up as like rising and I was like, uh... Well, I mean, that's not normal. No, I mean, if, if you look at the history of what's been going on the last year or so with uh, Microsoft um, buying ZeniMax, you know, inc- with including Bethesda and all of their properties, and now they're in yeah. uh, exclusive talks to buy Discord. I mean, that was the one of the ones I was about to bring up. I don't think di- I think that was very much a, the desire is there from one side, but not from the other. I don't know. And that's something we've been seeing a lot. Like there's uh, mentioned that one company is interested in buying another and people often leap to the conclusion that oh that means Mm. it's going to happen like discord has been pretty explicit about not wanting to sell i don't know like i said it's it's looking like it's a higher possibility than not though they are also looking at going public so i mean there's a couple of different things maybe they might be trying to drive up their ipo price um they they seem reasonably committed to keeping their vision of the platform work as is like i can only think that the reason they would sell is if they actually could have some way to ensure it wouldn't turn into some bloated ad-driven monstrosity i would certainly hope that that would be the case though that being said if they were to come up with some way to uh, roll in discord nitro with like a uh, um with your uh, um, game pass subscription that would be amazing <laughs> just saying but so, yeah, this was another one where, like, maybe there was a company that would love to do that uh, or like people are saying, hey, we're interested in that. But it's like if Square's not really interested, it's not like they can go and say, we're going to make you sell. Exactly. So basically what ended up happening is there were some rumors circulating on Thursday that there was a potential talks of a, an, a some bank. Some banks had mentioned something about companies invest interested in purchasing, uh, you know, the the uh, what's what's it called? The controlling shares of. Uh, Square Enix. Yep. And uh, Square Enix issued a statement firmly denying those reports. Um, and even though, even so, th- uh, the rumors caused their stock to go up 12%. So that's pretty good. Just kind of a I, lot. I mean, yeah. $60, what are they, like 60, our notes say 63.43. At the time of the writing. 6,900 yen for a sh- for share is actually like 
kind of low for a tech company specifically, but Square Enix is specifically going into entertainment IP for the mm-hmm. most part, as opposed to yeah. something like Sony that does hardware and software. Though they How do have, do they even have outstanding? I'm not sure, but they have a market cap of about 800 billion yen. I believe that the article said it said 800 billion. I'm assuming they meant yen because I don't yeah. think that any company is going to be have that much like, unless you're no. Amazon. Yeah, or no, Tesla. Be something that yeah, 800 billion. Yeah, about that to be like, about eight, that's about seven and a, seven point eight, eight billion. Yeah, eight billion dollars. Seven point nine. Yeah, yeah, give or take. Yeah, it's I not bad. Just, like it's quite a bit. I mean, slightly more I than the Zenimax. Digits and that's enough. It's um, close enough. But it, it, from the actual uh, press release, they said, we do not consider selling off the company or any part of its businesses, nor have we received any offer from any third party to acquire the company or any part of its business. So so it's... No, it hasn't happened. So, no. uh, Final Fantasy Union on YouTube uh, was, act, was going to do a History of Square uh, mm-hmm. big documentary thing. It's about an hour long. They started working on it reached a point where they're like, this is too big to put into one thing. So they're breaking it up into three. And one of the chapters is going to specifically focus on kind of the very quick rise and the very quick fall, which led to the merger with Enix. And I was like, okay, that's going to be super, super cool. And then I remembered, I was like, wait, when did that video get published? And it was about 18 hours after all of this stock news happened. Oh, so that's a brand new video. Oh, good. So they're researching the history of Square, as Square is currently adjusting their future plans. Awesome. Hmm. Well, that, yeah. it, that's the life of a historian. Yeah. That's what they call job security. <laughs> we have to keep cre- uh, finding new history for them to work out. You can't have people with that kind of mind have time on their hands. Yep. I just thought that, that was all kind true. of interesting. So, All right, so... Uh, next bit of news, we'll talk about some Final Fantasy VII news that popped up. Um, the uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake DLC Intermission will be PS5 exclusive and is not included with the PS5 free upgrade. So if you're going from PS4 to PS5 and getting the free upgrade from that, you do not get the DLC out, uh, Correct. out of that. Um, yep, and I'll have a, there's more to talk about that in a second, but uh, as part of this article uh, talk from IGN, it talks about Square Enix announced that Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate for PS5's new Yuffie Focus episode will be called Final Fantasy VII Remake Episode Intermission. With the inter all capitalized. Yes. Um, then they also shared the English voice cast. Um, uh, Yuffie will be uh, voiced by Susie Young. Sonan will be voiced by Alex Lee. Weiss will be uh, voiced by Damon Mills. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to totally slaughter this. Talas, do you have a better way to pronounce that next name? Oh, ZJ? Z- is, is, is it just ZJ? JI is like, sh- is like the sh- sound effect, if I remember right. So it's almost, almost like, almost, almost like CJ? CJ? Almost. We're going to pronounce it wrong because we, are, we have violently North American accents. Z-H-I-J-I-E. See, that's how it's spelled. Uh, voiced by Griffin Puatu. I, I, if I, I, I apologize if I slaughtered your name too. <laughs> I don't recognize half these names. It's like, okay, what have they worked on? Yeah. 
I do not know voice actors. I, I don't, I don't either. It, but I thought maybe somebody out there might know if it might recognize it from another video game or another anime series. Um, Nayo is voiced by Ashley uh, Becker. Betcher? Betcher? Boucher. Anyway. Billy Bob is voiced by David Goldstein. And Polk is voiced by Daniel Ammerman. So, if you guys recognize any of those names, cool. I unfortunately do not, but I'm still looking forward to the DLC. Uh, so, the for the two main names, uh, Yuffie and then who's the other one? Sonon, uh, Sonon Kusakabe. Uh, the guy is known for his work on Demon Slayer and also oh, okay. it was in Doom Eternal. Interesting. Cool. And then Susie Jung, uh, let's see, a certain scientific railgun. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. So she did some side rolls in that Gleipner. I do not recognize half of these, but she's been in a pretty good amount of anime. Okay. Very interesting. Looking forward to how they work then with uh, the cast from the original game when, when they start working together, or some of them start working together in uh, part two. Yeah. Um, and then there was also, it didn't specify it in this article, but I did some more research because um, I needed to find out. But apparently the uh, DLC will be $20. And I found that information from Digital Trends. Uh, the new episode titled uh, Intermission will be available as a standalone purchase for $20 starting on June 10th. Players who purchase Integrate itself will get the story content as part of that bundle, which is uh, standard edition is $70 and the digital deluxe is $90. <sighs> I am torn between like, oof, that's a lot, and you know, I've been trying to say, hey, games, maybe move away from having everything be the same $60 price point, and then using DLC to make up the gap. So it's like, I guess I should make up my mind on what I actually want here. No, I, I get you. Um, it's yeah. $60 uh, is still, you know, $70 is more than 60 For <laughs> Well, for economics and as like a pricing model thing, I am happy for it. As someone who has the salary of a government worker, really, I just want more money. Okay, that's, that's fair. That's not even Square Enix's fault. I just no. want more money. No, that, 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 that's, yeah, that's fair. I mean, the, the cost of creating games is gone up so much. Yeah. But the cost... And we've had, like, an interesting differentiation between, like, kind of the indie market and then, like, the AAA stuff. And I'm happy that there's offerings at the different price levels. Mm -hmm. Like, it's moving towards the type of thing I think it's healthier for the market as a whole what? i just personally for my pocketbook i mean if you think about it this way video games have been 60 dollars for a very 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 long time and, and there was a chunk of time when they were actually more expensive i'm like super nintendo games were 70 dollars it's kind of insane that the price has remained that constant neo geo games are the one difference those are about 150 to 200 dollars per game but then again, that system was also like $700 when it was released back in the 90s. $790 is a lot. And yeah, yeah. $290 is a lot for a video game, too. And the fact that we're just now getting to the point where the, the AAA next-gen games are costing 70 hey, we're lucky. Here we are. So $70 in 1990 today would be about 145 bucks. So yeah, that would be a, a $200 or $400 game from Neo Geo. That would buy you a Switch and a couple of games. 
Yep. I mean, granted, the Neo Geo was something amazing. I wanted one so bad, but uh, yeah, I, I just played the games in the arcades instead. Yeah, I don't know how they managed to work out reasonable prices for any of this. Mm. But economics is weird, guys. Indeed. Well, I mean, they're also pushing. I think more. We're selling more consoles and more video games now than we were back then as well. Video gaming oh, is becoming yeah. a lot more synonymous with uh, just everyday life. Yeah, it's a lot more accessible. The market has been grown. When you can do that, you can bring prices down. Yeah, there's lots of dynamics going on with it. Exactly, but the cost to make those games is still very high. I mean, it, I'm, but I'm not an economist, so I have a minor in it, but it's still weird. Most economists are kind of making it up, anyways. I think we're all making it up at this point. <laughs> True. All right, and then some Final Fantasy XIV news before we jump into our main discussion topic tonight. The Final Fantasy XIV PS5 beta is live. Who's playing on PS5? Yeah, yeah, rub it in, punk. <laughs> I am actually, um, I'm currently uh, signed into my PS5 right now, and that's what we are currently uh, um, streaming with in-game right now, so... For those of you who couldn't tell the difference, high resolution. Why? It's it's the same resolution. I was actually it's lower resolution than what I normally play in, because I'm currently uh, uh, streaming from my capture card, which is 1080. I don't know. Do something PS5 y Push a thingy. I don't know. There. Here's here's my button. Here's my buttons. Push my buttons. <laughs> I do that on a weekly basis, Klaus. Oh, that's not my. new or interesting. <laughs> You're not wrong. All right, so um, <laughs> let me go ahead and paste this for those who are interested. That is the uh, link to the PlayStation blog where our favorite uh, community manager, uh, Matt Bayonne Hilton, uh, wrote in talking about all of the lovely things that we get with the PS5. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of the key points. Um, this open beta has no limits. Uh, we play the entire game. It's all there. So that's really nice. That the only thing they're really testing is for any major game breaking bugs within the PS5 code to you know to make sure that before they release it in full that there's nothing, you know, terrible that's going to happen to people's uh games clients or whatever. So um and once the, the, they've gotten a good feel of everything, they'll be releasing the full version of the game to the to the PlayStation Store and uh you'll be able to uh, download that and uh, jump right in. It might be pretty seamless, actually, from the beta. At least I'm hoping it is. Um, for the first time, we have 4K on a console. Um, they are offering three different rendering resolutions to choose from in the PS5 version. 4K, um, 1440p, and 1080p. Um, Matt had specified that uh, 1080 and 1440 should allow for... 60 FPS smooth. Um, 4K is going to be right around 30 to 40 FPS. But I mean, you're also rendering up to four times the amount of uh, pixels at that time. So the fact that you're getting pretty you know, solid. Yeah, more than half of, of what you would get, be getting at 1440, it's still pretty good. Words, words, numbers, screen look pretty, words, numbers, words. And they did specify Does that... Does the screen look pretty? Can you see the things? Is it running on a toaster? Oops, I forgot to actually hit enter here. So there is 
there's the actual link to the article. Um, they also specified that, of course, there are some instances where you have a few dozen to a few hundred players gathering in certain areas, which places a heavy load on rendering. But even then, you should be able to achieve around a stable 30 FPS. So you're not going to get 60 FPS in 4K when you're standing in Limsa, all right? Just ain't happening. No, that's not going to happen. Not, not on a console. Not, not on a $500 console. You know, if you've got a $3,000 PC, yeah, you'll get maybe 60 FPS. <laughs> I was going to say, how, that, there's, a, there's, a lost, there's a loss somewhere I, in the bell curve where you just go, okay, how much money are we spending versus the results that we're getting? My, my, my system with a 5800X and a 3080 gets me about 78 FPS in 1440. So at 4K, I don't think I'd be at 60. No, probably not. But it'd be interesting to find out. One of these days. And you're going to find out because that's the type of person that you want to be. So you're going to find out. Well, I have to, I got to get upgraded monitors before I do that first. God. But I got, I got to find the right monitors. I love these monitors, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, continuing on uh, faster loading. No, updated UI is the next one. Um, so mm -hmm. the initial UI for the PlayStation was rendered at 720p. So the biggest thing that they did is they went in and they redesigned it and made it so it, it scales much better. As uh, uh, um, Video Dragon uh, said in the chat, it is crispy. And it does look pretty Was nice. Is crispy good or not? I don't even know anymore. It's, well, I suppose it all depends. I mean, you, you don't want uh, um, your fruit roll-up to be crispy, but you definitely want your fried chicken to be crispy. Okay, but in context here, <laughs> you are making this worse. <laughs> That's my job. Okay, it's crisp. It is clean. It is sharp. Okay, cool. I, I know those words. I just went with exactly what they said in chat, and it was UI is crispy. Matt, it, it made you, uh, you know, lose a little bit, so that's a win. Yeah, that's reasonable. <laughs> um, uh, Nick Nars typed, I love my, and then had a stroke. AOCCQ27G2 apostrophe S. Those are the those are his monitors. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it looks like he had a stroke. No, that's I think the same monitors that I have. 1440, 144 hertz. Number. My monitor was 89 bucks at the in the front of fries <laughs> on like a Thursday night. Yeah. I'm like 2012. That's what I, I bought. I got this one from my friend Andy because he didn't need it anymore. Yep. Nick Nair got the same monitors that I had because his broke when he came to see me on uh, and, and try and help out during uh, Extra Life. And uh, I felt bad and uh, I let him borrow my other monitors instead. And then we uh, and he went home and bought these monitors. So we have matching monitors. We're monitor brothers. Is that a thing? No. God, I hope not. <laughs> no, Nick Nar says that my door attempted murder on him. I think he just, he forgot to lift his foot. <laughs> that counts as murder. Oh. Okay, I guess. Um, so faster loading times. The PS5 version is able to take advantage of the uh, and Sarah, you're gonna love these words and letters. PCIe Gen 4 NVMe SSD. Okay, you're just making this up now. Actually, no. I know. <laughs> um, I feel like I need to have my ukulele out and I just play random chords as you just read off part numbers. <laughs> That's an aesthetic for someone somewhere. 
and I want to turn it into a thing. Make it a thing when I start talking um, uh, techno babble. No, here's the here's the trick. Okay, guys, we got this. Get the ukulele, and I'm gonna play chords, and you're gonna read off the specs of your entire computer using only numbers and letters, and no like names and no words, just letters and numbers. This honestly sounds kind of enjoyable, and I am here for it. Well, well, Post show well, is gonna be lit, y'all. Stick around. <laughs> okay, so layman's terms, really fast. Uh, storage device make game go fast. <laughs> um, so it, the load times are extremely fast. I mean, it, we're we're talking about uh, it's much faster than a PS4 and closer to being on par with uh, what PC players are experiencing with their in, with their SSDs. So it's it's it is very nice. I, I have to say, um, there's very little difference that I notice loading into a new zone from my PS5 versus loading into a new zone from my PC. It's 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 really really nice. It's not instant still, but I mean it's it's much, you're not sitting there for waiting for your hard drive to spin up and find the right zone and then load that up. So it's good stuff. Um and actually they also made some code improvements um that are helping PS4 load times as well. So that is um, some positive that, that came out of that. Um, the other cool thing, haptic feedback. Uh, they're able to take advantage of the DualSense controller's haptic feedback features um, and allowing some really cool um, feel as you're running around the world. Um, things like uh, you feel footsteps of various mounts, different actions for your crafters and gatherers, um, they went very light on it for the Disciples of War and Magic, but uh, if people want that, that's something they're willing to look into. And they also decided to uh, look into some uh, use of the triggers. These haptic triggers that you actually, when you pull on them, it will actually, you'll feel a difference in that in certain things that are uh, in first-person mode. I think if, like, if you were to go and... Uh, shoot the porksies at the beavers in uh, Ilmeg, you might feel some of that snap when you're pulling Ooh. the triggers. That could be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, I've, like I said, well, I talked a little bit about how, I, how that feels when I was playing some Astro's uh, Playroom, but uh, it, it, it's really interesting. It's hard to explain. You really need to experience it for yourself, but it's really cool once, you've, once you experience it. Um, and then they also talked about... Uh, they're trying to utilize 3D audio support as well. That's one of the biggest, uh, are one of the big sellers with the PlayStation 5 is they're able to kind of mold the sound a little bit better so it feels more immersive based on your uh, location in the game. Um, you know, it, on PC, if you turn around in, in a house you know, and you move around, you can hear the location of the orchestrian change. Nice. You know, well, th that's, oh, been, be cool. that's been a thing for quite a while within the game. Uh, as far as right. like, but they've been able to enhance and and build upon that um, using the uh, the 3D audio technology on the pay PlayStation Five. So the uh, PlayStation players get to enjoy uh, some of these features that may have been like kind of limited to PC uh, before. Yep, and 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 actually they've been able to probably enhance it a little bit because it's designed within the system itself. Nice. 
But you have to have the fact that this is all crap that we were looking at 20 years ago as science fiction. And now we're like, yeah, let me just run to Best Buy and buy that. Yep. The future is weird. (laughs) It's so crazy how far we've come. You do need to make sure that your audio device, your headset or whatever is 3D audio uh, compatible. Not every headset, you you can't just plug in your uh, standard headset and have it work in 3D audio. It has to be designed in a certain way to uh, change where the audio is coming out through the... uh, the drivers but it's it seems like a really neat thing and then since i've been playing on it a little bit i figured i would give some of my thoughts as well um i was gonna I, say i'm interested to hear your thoughts on ps5 because like i will probably never own a pc again so like whatever the console version of a game is is the one that i'm gonna play mm-hmm. so i'm actually i have questions so I'm hoping that you answer them, but I have a lot of questions. Yep, and uh, I will also say, um, before I go in, I will say, like I said, my experience is limited. I am mainly a PC player, but I did take the time this week to go through and run a few different specific things on my PS5, but using keyboard and mouse, because that's what I'm used to. I'm not going to relearn an entire game just so I can, you know, talk about how well the controller works. Wow, Klaus. Way to put in minimal effort. You're welcome. Yeah, I deserve this. <laughs> I just, I cannot play a video game on yep. a keyboard. It just doesn't make yep. any sense to me. So, if, if there is somebody out there who has a PS5, has played it on the new haptic controller, and wants to write in with your experience, please do email us podcast at phoenixstormradio.com. Hit us up on social media. Uh, leave a comment in the videos, wherever you see this, let us know. We want to have some more information as well. So with that in mind, these are my limited takes on my experience so far. But like I said, played on a crappy keyboard and mouse that I had spare down here. Um, so I wasn't going to unhook everything. Okay. I, I wasn't going to unhook and plug in my expensive uh, uh, mechanical keyboard and... and, and uh, and, and MMO mouse into it for for you know a few minutes of of play just to have to go back under the desk and hook everything back up again. Especially since I needed that, was, that keyboard and mouse to work on the key, on the computer because I was actually broadcasting it from my uh, stream deck or not my stream my um my capture card. That'd I have, been, have one keyboard outside of the one that's in my laptop, and it's just like sitting here and like <laughs> nine and a half inches away is a PS4, and there's just a fuck ton of cable it's just like everywhere because but, it's way too long but i will say that the ability for the playstation to just pick up that keyboard and mouse that was great it picked it up it, it detected oh gosh, yeah, it. everything so worked helpful. wonderful very nice and the game automatically detected uh well I, I brought down my settings that i had saved up to the cloud for my uh my client and my um my character your, your so ui and stuff even though they were played on the windows version they came down to the PS5. So that's cool. Wait. And, and Sorry, that's taking me a second to process because I played Fantasy Star back in the Xbox and GameCube and Dreamcast days, and they were separated by everything. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, wait, I can upload a thing and pull it down separately on a completely unique piece of hardware. That's super, super cool. Yeah, so I mean, the fact that it detected and everything just worked, it switched over yeah. to keyboard and mouse inputs automatically because that's what I use on the PC and all of my key map. 
all my kinematics except for one set worked. I had to remap all of my equal sign key mappings because for some reason, when I brought it down, it, it put it onto um, semicolon. That's a weird. That's, I'm trying to think of multi-design. But if that's the only thing that got that got messed up that I noticed so far, that's not bad. I just had to find where the keybinds were again and fix it. So that so that was bringing my UI down to my PS5, and that worked pretty well. Uh, the frame rate uh, wasn't bad. Um, being used to playing on 100 plus FPS, I did notice stutters. Um, but overall, I ran through um, the newest dungeon, and I was able to get through that pretty easily. I didn't uh, lag out for any reason because of uh, things on the screen or too many elements or too many uh, UI or, or any, anything going on there that didn't cause me to any issues. Um, load times, like I said, were very comparable to my PC. And that was actually very impressive because I did try and play on my PlayStation 4 a couple of times and that was painful. So... Those of you guys still on hard drives, spinning disk drives, I'm sorry. <laughs> I cannot wait. My PS4 has been solid state since I bought it. Really? The hmm. last like three that I've had have all been solid. Well, okay, the two that Bannon has had that I've played on and the one that I have and then the one that I bought and then sold to make rent a couple years ago, they've all been solid state, dude. Interesting, because I, I thought all PlayStations, because they're the 500, 500 gig and, and one terabyte versions, right? Is what they, they sell right now? Uh, dude, you're asking me hardware specs? I went to freaking Fred Meyer and picked it up off the shelf and walked over and I bought it. I could have swore that they were all, you know, just regular laptop hard drives. Not solid state, but... If they are, awesome. If uh, I just thought they were still running the, the, the cheaper hard drives. Yeah, it, I've never had an issue with it. Like, I've never had an issue with space or timing or load times or anything. Hmm. I mean, I do have an issue with load times sometimes, but that's just because our internet is not top trim. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I know Nicknar said his PS5 Pro or PS4 Pro was a uh, a two and a half inch hard drive. So, hmm. um, where was I? Uh, like I said, I ran through the dungeon as well as uh, I also explored the world a little bit just to see what it was like in um. Ilmeg, and um, I explored a little bit of Limsa, and like I said, it did slow down a little bit, but it, it never became unplayable. That's good. Um, like I said, keyboard mouse support, it was nice that it automatically recognized. Um, the mouse was a little sluggish and slow. That's my only complaint. Um, I don't think it was because that of the cheap mouse, but... That actually is probably not, unfortunately, because I use a... What is this? uh razor death adder um where every once in a while when i want to just adjust the crap out of the ui i plug it into the ps4 just make life a little bit easier mm -hmm. and it definitely is not 100 used to having this as your device for a mouse it is mm. used to having this as your device for a mouse uh. So it's a little bit rough. So that might just be a hardware limitation because we can't install drivers to get everything That's, perfect. Yep. We're, we're, we have basic keyboard and mouse support. Yep. But um, I, may, I may actually take the time, bring everything up to my 4K TV 
and uh, hook up all the good my good peripherals and give it a thorough test drive and see give how it, it all runs. Solid, solid shakedown run. Yeah, see what happens. Um, but uh, beyond that, um, overall, very impressed from my uh, limited experience I had on the PS4. So if if you are on the fence about getting a PS5, if you have the means and the opportunity to do so, I recommend it. Um, not only for this game, but uh, overall gaming experience, it's been very nice. Um, I've been playing some Fall Guys on there as well, and that's a lot of fun to play on that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, plus the fact that um, there's just a lot of pretty good games. It's all backwards compatible with PS4. So if you have a catalog of PS4 games, you're not going to lose any of those. Um, just make sure that uh, if you have physical discs, you get the physical version or uh, you get the one with the disc drive, which is going to be a little more expensive. It's the one that's probably maybe, I don't know, they're both really sought after, but uh, if you can, um, and if you have questions on how to procure one, I can maybe help out. I've uh, gone through a, a few different uh, discords and uh, other groups that uh, help to uh, help people find out when there are drops. And, it is uh, a little frustrating that it's still such an ordeal to get them, mm -hmm. but... But there are communities that are out there to help regular people get um, a PS5 or a graphics card or a processor or whatever, you know, because, you know, mm -hmm. things are a little spendy, and if you can at all avoid purchasing from a scalper, please do. Yeah. Um... But, uh, yeah. And, like I said, if you're interested, I can, like I said, it was weird. I actually had two pre-orders at one point. I had gotten one from Walmart first, but that was going to take me a month to get. I would have just gotten it, like, last week. Versus... Didn't, you have, didn't you have one, and then you sold it? I and did. And then you I, got more pre-orders and stuff? Yep, I sold it because I needed the money for my car. Worth it. Um, yeah. And then I waited until I was able to afford another one, and then we I purchased one initially from Walmart, and then I was able to the next day get a pre-order in at Best Buy, or not a pre-order, but an actual a purchase for Best Buy, and I was going to get that one in like a week versus a month. Then I asked friends if they needed one, um, like coworkers, and unfortunately mm -hmm. nobody else needed one, so I just canceled that one. Nick Nar, if I knew you wanted it, I would have uh, saved it for you, but. Uh, it would be a little difficult to ship it across country to you, Talis. But eh. if you ever want help to uh, procure one, let me know. I can do what I can. Probably poke one around. It's not too hard to acquire. Like, I just found a bunch, but it's just like, do I want to spend 600 right now? And it's like, nah. Nah, being on fun employment's rough. I'm they're, good. They're, they're getting a little bit better. It's people are, there is more and more little drops every day i'm seeing more still from gamestop there's you know best buy is dropping them still um walmart yeah. i'm honestly willing to just wait until the holidays because i know because that's how production works thank you for nintendo teaching me way more than i'm supposed to know <laughs> there's I mean, gonna be some available in november december and january we hope i already <laughs> waited after launch it doesn't oh. matter at this point some of it is also just a like supply of like processors and there's this like basic supply chain thing such that even if they 
want to increase the supply it is really hard right now yeah pandemic and, oh yeah things it, up. it's not even the pan, just a pandemic there's actually a massive uh, drought going on in taiwan where most of these chips are being produced yep yep so that's a little weird and rough right now welcome to tech talk here on uh, phoenix down radio where we talk <laughs> about stuff that we can't afford and nobody can buy <laughs> unless you're me just kidding <laughs> oh um hey does anybody want a ps5 it, it anyways yo does anybody want a ps5 copy of spider-man <laughs> i'm good because i just straight found one like spider-man and console with disc for like 500 bucks wow huh. yeah that's actually i'm not gonna buy it because i don't have 500 bucks and i don't care about spider-man but you know it's there uh, maybe send nick well, that link to get him pictures of spider-man no, J. Jonah Jameson is a great dude, but uh, <laughs> is he though? No, he's not. I'm being sarcastic. Oh, I, I have some thoughts on, on, on the guy who played him in the movies, but uh, yeah, we, we'll talk about that on the after show. <laughs> the after, oh, the uh, the jam session, you mean? Because <laughs> I don't know if, if you guys have been uh, following some of the new uh, stuff that's coming out on streaming media right now, but Amazon has a superhero cartoon called Invincible. Yep. And the guy who played J.J. Uh, Jameson in the original Spider-Man movies is the voice of um, one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, hmm. it's... <laughs> he's so perfect for that, that role, too. Anyway... We can talk about that later. Uh, moving on, that I guess, and like I had mentioned earlier uh, on this before, before I got into my thoughts, if you have want to share your thoughts with us on your experience on PlayStation Five, please feel free to share them with us. Uh, Podcast at PhoenixStarRadio.com or whatever. You know, if you want to reach out on social media or whatever, um, we're more than happy to uh, read your comments and uh, get your thoughts as well because we want to know. If somebody's using it as their main, um, their main console, you know, that's how they're playing the game. We want to know what your day-to-day experience is like. But besides getting the PS5 beta on Tuesday, we also got a new patch. What? Thank heaven. Thank the 12. We got a patch and stuff's going on finally. Yes. So we are going to ruin... All of the stories, just kidding. It's going to be completely spoiler-free. Today's spoiler-free, and as usual, two weeks from now, we're going to blow it wide open and gush about all the cool stuff. But today, Mm -hmm. spoiler-free. Yep, so we're going to keep it just to the... We're going to talk vaguely about our our, our thoughts, you know, how we thought things went, um, things we enjoyed. um, And then, of course, there are going to be some things that really aren't spoilery that we'll discuss. Um, If you're interested in following along, I will post a link to the full patch notes as well here so you can check out those i'm gonna actually bring them up right now because i didn't write down very much as far as uh things in here because it's all gonna be our our thoughts and there's not really you can't really write mm-hmm. those down thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers no okay. god Mute. I deserve whatever is right, so, right. So, and we mute the Sarah. So, <laughs> so it's five point five, and historically, based on uh, Heaven's Word and Stormblood, 
5.5 is kind of the last thing that we get. We get like a 5.5 or a 4.5, 5. I think we've got like 3.56 or something like that. So we get a couple more smaller patches um, over the next couple of months until we get that next expansion, which I believe they said the date was September. Next expansion is going to be so. coming. Yeah. Well, no, they said fall. Fall. So sometime between September and November. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably get a date in May during FanFest, but uh, for Likely. right now we've been told fall. Um, uh, which again is instead of getting the expansion in July like we've historically done for the last couple, they've just pushed everything back because of the global pepperoni. And now we are back to this is just going to be the new kind of two ish year cycle for updates. So this is kind of our last big patch. This is our last thing that we add the 24 man that we add the last raid that we mess with tombstones again. This is the last one of those, which means that we've kind of hit our pseudo ceiling for gear. Mm-hmm. But, and Shadowbringers. But the other great thing about the 0.5 and 0.55 patches is this is the quality of life patches. This is where we get yes. a lot of things where you know we, they've looked at the, the development for the last two years and they're like, okay, what changes can we make before we actually push them into you know the whole new new uh, expansion? Yeah. You know, okay. There's one thing. This is not spoilery. It is actually potentially my favorite thing in the patch so far. Mind you, all I've done is MSQ and nothing else. Mm-hmm. On the targeting ring on bosses. <laughs> oh, yes. That is a very... couple years ago. They decided to put an arrow at the top of it. So we knew which way was the front way. So we were if we were like face down in our keyboard or we're like trying to hit our buttons and we're not watching the fight. We knew which direction was forward, especially important for things like dragoons and monks uh, and samurai to a lesser extent for hitting those directionals so that we hit all of our combos correctly. The problem is, is that now we had a good 12 o'clock marker, which by comparison gave us a good six o'clock marker. But that's all we really got. We only had one point in that 360 degrees. They have decided in their benevolence sarcasm again <laughs> to give us little tiny markers that are arrow shaped that are on the nine o'clock and three o'clock sides of the circle that also face forward that was so very when that nice. circle turns we still know which direction is forward if we are on their flank yep. so if you're on the front you know if you're in the flank you know and if you're in the rear you have nothing marking it so you're still going to be able to know well there's, is there's mean, still that open area in, in one of the circles yeah. the, the back is just open the back is just no marker at all, so you know where you're at. As a tank who has to point tank busters and big tail fart AOE wind gusts of God knows what into the wall so I don't kill all the healers, I love the fact that I now know which direction stuff is facing. So when I see that charge of tail gust, tailwind, back kick, whatever, I know that the back end of that thing is either facing me so I can hit a cooldown or it's facing the edge of the arena. So nobody has to worry about it. Having those nine o'clock and three o'clock markers are an absolute godsend. It's also really nice for really large enemies mm-hmm. where it's like, OK, there may have been a 12 o'clock, but it might have been hard to see or obscured by their body or something like that. Yep. And God forbid that the targeting ring is red and we're fighting something like, oh, I don't know, Ifrit. Like, obviously, the Ifrit fight is designed that you can see the targeting ring on the ground. But like, if anything is fire affected or fire elemental or fire crystal attuned or fire four hits the ground and there's more than two black mages. You can't see any of this stuff anyway. Now we have like 
actual straight up UI piece that's not like blended into the framework of the no screw it UI piece so that I could see where the hell this thing is going yep. so I stopped killing the scholars as, and but, at the same time it's still like re, it's not like super weird and clunky looking it still integrates in nicely yep it's it's, it's st- actually, within the two lines of of the circles and it it when I first saw it I was like is that new it is new and it's the <laughs> it's focus like, it's the focus target arrow is what it is mm-hmm. it's the centerpiece of the focus target arrow and I'm like that's great. We're reusing an asset and it's very, very, very helpful. I'm kind of looking forward to going back during leveling roulette and stuff and seeing it on a bunch of older stuff. Because yeah. the new stuff, sure, whatever. The new the new boss has the new mechanic. Duh. I want to see it on the old stuff. I want to see how it works going backwards. Yeah, and I, I have noticed that there's a few mobs that don't have a defined front or back or sides. Like, you know, the, the big jelly flan mobs yeah i mean having those is really nice yeah i think there are some where it's just like you count it it counts as the right positional wherever you're doing it from but that's mm -hmm. usually like for ones that are fixed in a spot and you can only access certain bits of them anyway either fixed in a spot or it's just trash and there's five of them and they know you're going to aoe them anyway but it is still nice that they're you know, paying attention to some of the needs because I mean, it's really fast to notice a little arrow if, if you're just trying to glance at you know just above your uh, UI or something because mm-hmm. you're you're trying to button mash and make sure to hit all the buttons in their proper orders. <laughs> We're not in the old school WoW days where like the fact that WoW had a game under it didn't really matter anymore because all you saw was UI and mods and charging spells and yeah, I, was never I remember that. you guys both remember exactly I... what our screens looked like. They were a yeah. mess. And like now we don't I don't want that again. Like let's be yeah. honest, I don't want that again. If I want that, I'm just gonna go work in data science again because that's all it is. I want to play a game. I want to see mm-hmm. the weird ice breathing dragon tusk based thing that shoots electric fireballs i want that but i also want to know where it's going so just little tiny ui adjustments something as small as two arrows mm-hmm. was like we wiped because i i pointed it out and the healer thought it was cool and stood in the freaking aoe and died we had to start <laughs> but like it was the fact that we were all super cool with dying so that we could look at the dumb thing on the ground that's freaking in the awesome. circle it's like, I died, but I know why I died this time. I know why we died. God, Woo-hoo! that is... Oh, I need that on a shirt. All right. All right, let, let's let's continue talking about some of the other things that we received in the so, patch so far, instead of jumping uh, into the... Uh... Just as another small quality of life one that te- uh, kind of had a big impact, the bit where if you ha- bring a full party to duty roulette leveling, it will now do something within eight levels of the lowest party member. Hmm. No more going with my friends who are all in their mid-70s and, oh, hey, we got Sasha. sent to Hulk Manor again. So Sasha is fine. Hoke Manor. Uh, yeah. That is actually really cool because now it means that the person that the low level person is still using all of their skills that they're currently familiar with. Mostly. As opposed to welcome back to being level 16 where you have two buttons to push and you're like, well, now I'm not getting better at my class. Well, I mean, if you're level 40, though, I mean, you're still going to get some of the you'll still you still might get brave locks, but that's. Even so, the fact that we can get people to be like, all right, you're within a few levels, you're going to use the combo that you're practicing and learning. Yeah, you'll most likely get get, uh, Stone Vigil, but you you, you still might get uh, Brave Locks. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Nothing's perfect. No. I was digging through some of the uh, the things towards the end of the patch notes, and I came across that new house that you can uh, design oh. in your workshop. And holy the crap. The Forge House. I, I just prototyped one earlier. That, that looks so cool. <laughs> that is... I, I might try and build up a medium one of those and switch my, my personal and, house to that. And, like, the large one even has, like, a little staircase and second floor thing. Like, it looks... It's not just, okay, here's the block of the house. It's like, here's an entire little structure around it. Yeah, it's, it's not, here's your box that comes in 17 different colors with weird eyeballs on the top of some of them. It looks oh, like an actual house. house. It has nice structure to it. It's, it has a lot of role play potential. It is aesthetically pleasing. I mean, I mean, I think my favorite is always going to be the, uh, the, the Hingen style houses. <laughs> I, it's just my aesthetic. I, I really enjoy yes, that. Yes, that. castle. We get it. But uh, having something Shush like this, you. <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm telling you, shut. <laughs> but seriously, though, is the uh, is the new house diable? Because I want those wood beams to be brown. Um, I can actually go check. I've got a prototype. There's a good chance that they are because they they've been you know pretty what? good at changing the colors on that stuff. I'm gonna go look. I, I will be back on screen momentarily. I am. Oh my god! I would got all right. Okay, bye. He's doing it for science. That's fine. Also, <laughs> I think my, also unrelated. I think my submersibles are back. Yeah. Speaking of submersibles, they're up, going up to ninety now. They go from eighty Shit. to ninety. Yep. There's a batch of new areas. There's all the usual fun stuff to be found. If you like submersibles, you know all about this kind of thing. If I you're haven't not touched submers- them in a long time. If you're not into submersibles, it's probably not going to convince you to start. But I like them. A schedule. I, I, we have a schedule and specific people that are allowed to work on the subs, and we send them out ooh. at certain times. I mean, it's mostly you just want to know when they're coming back so you can send them right out again. It's that, but we also have a list of all the places that they're going so that we can get specific items for specific people. Mm-hmm. And once we have that item, then we send it to the next location. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, we the only have reason six we have... people, we have a schedule. We have a part-time job doing subs every time the cap goes up. Yeah, Phoenix Down was the same way. I think it still oh is to a little bit, isn't it, Sarah? The only reason we don't have something like that is because I am the only person currently doing work on subs, so it's mostly what I want it to be. I got to get Musa Plum per- uh, Paper Parasol for his birthday. That's it was cool. nice. But I, I, I remember when airships first became a thing, I mean, there were only a few people that were allowed access to the building and prototyping and, and that stuff, Ooh. and then there were a couple of people who were the airship captains. I know there's a yep. lot of larger free companies that do the same thing because if they let everybody do what they wanted, it would be absolute chaos. We yeah, never get anything to done. the building. Yeah. Uh, Just I re- white oak and white ash logs and some coca bolo. Honestly, Sarah, I remember literally logging in at one point and within seconds I had purple text and you were like, hi, are you doing anything? And I was like, I'd like to play the game, but no, I yet. And I just warped to your house and just like peaced out and made dinner while in a party while you built a sub by yourself. Thank God you don't have to do that anymore, right? And I'm just yes. like, like of there's some of things life. that needed to go away. That was one of them. Yeah, yeah. Now I if if I decide I want to start working on ours, I can because for the longest time, 
it was just me. I'm the only one who's generally signed in on the free company most of the time. So yeah, mm-hmm. but no, I, I get it. It's but it's nice to have some of that, and I'm glad that they're still expanding on that entire uh, thing and, and working on it. I'm wondering what we're gonna get in. in are we gonna get uh, um, spaceships in uh, six point Oh my gosh, we could, couldn't we? <laughs> okay, Klaus, you need to take the matchbook and put it down and stop flicking them at the <laughs> gas can that is Sarah. <laughs> Why? It's fun. I, I, I it's... would like to take this opportunity to remind you that Eorzea is a pre-industrial revolution society. Now let's talk about our spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay, there's one thing that I'm disappointed in. I remember hearing during the live letters that we were supposed to get a whole bunch of new stuff for the gold saucer. We got like one thing. We got the fucking rainmaker again. I mean, granted, for those of you who don't have it already, you know, boo-hoo. I think there's a new emote as well, isn't there? I don't think so. I went and checked, and the only <laughs> thing that I saw that was... I have basically everything. I'm looking yeah. for things to spend MGP on. No, I I thought there was like a new event coming up and they were adding a new emote to it. And maybe it's coming. It might be later on in the patch. But uh, like I said, for right now, the only thing that I saw new was they added the Rainmaker for 5,000 MGP to the um, the lady who sells yeah. hairstyles. There is also a thing where they'll say like, okay, it's going to be in 5.5 five, and that may include 5.5, five, 5.51, five, 5.55 five, 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 and 5.56. Five, five, yeah, that's that's true. But it, I just I was hoping for something <laughs> to spend. Annoying. I want to spend some MGP. I, well, if you'd like it. to earn more MGP to add to that nine and a half million that you have, uh, you can go play some triple triad because there is now some new cards. Yeah, there are new cards. Um, I'm still just lagging behind on that because I just can't be damned. Oh, uh, I am getting reports that they drop much more easily from a lot of sources now. Hmm. They're oh, dropping easier and also you can have... Uh, two or you can have a five star or you got two four star or higher but you can have one five star oh yeah I, have, I haven't redesigned my decks yet so that can make things very easy to win now. so you yep. get a five of you basically you get a five a four two and, threes and a one is usually what the build is going to be for most people well, i thought i thought you could have as many threes as you wanted yeah as you many have as many threes as you want but strategically uh you end up wanting the super spiky cards that have like a one and an eight on opposing sides or whatever just to throw off options for things like add and uh any other alternate rules yeah i mean that's why you've got multiple decks but still it'd be nice to have a four star in there as well so a little bit better a little bit better. three threes a four and a five definitely feels good until you get somebody that has like add as a rule or combo as a rule and you're like awesome and then you just get stopped by like garbage or it's chaos and they have like three five stars in their deck as an npc pardon me as i throw the twins and fan cred at you and you get a catapachiller and an elemental and this terrible art of ishtola from realm reborn that the highest stat is a five and you're like oh my it's so hard but yeah that's i think that was my only disappointment in the things that i've seen so far but everything else they've added some new fish that can go in the aquariums they've added some new flower pot seeds um some of the the outdoor things for that are for like a um a smithing table and some armor stands that's really neat 
That'll go nicely with that forge house. Definitely. Or just in, in somebody who wants to design an outdoor forge. You know, they want to they want to uh, uh, be their own little Geralt. Because <laughs> that's basically what that table is, is that's the forge in, uh, um, in Hearst Mill. Yeah. So that's kind and, of I mean, I get, guess you could put like an ultimate kettle next to it, just like for the finishing touch there. Yeah, I've got one of those. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see, next thing was just some miscellaneous stuff. Um, prizes for the Chloe's gold and silver and bronze certificates have been adjusted. Have anybody done a Wondrous Tales book in the last six months? I haven't. Yeah. I've done like three or four just because you get half a level of experience if you get all nine seals. But most of the time it becomes all dusty, smelly, and I have to throw it away because I just forget about it. Yeah. It definitely eh. hasn't been something that I've been focusing hard on. No. Uh, the Faux Hollows has been adjusted. The Naval Unreal is gone and we are to the War Leader Unreal. Leviathan, Leviathan. Leviathan. So if you want to go, go flying off the side of the boat again, uh, we got a thing that you can go to. Exactly. Uh, um, uh, also, if you really, really, really liked uh, Nier, you can have the Nier hair now. Yep. Two Nier hairs. Yeah, there actually, yeah, there are two. One, two that drop out of the uh, the new uh, twenty four. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Talk about that in just a little bit. Um, yeah. Some other things they also added some new uh, th- uh, th- uh, furnishings. That's the word I wanted. New furnishings for your home, indoor and outdoor. Uh-huh. They added some more uh, things that came from the uh, furnishing design contest. So for those of you whose designs are now in game, congratulations! It's pretty neat. Those fast escapes are kind of cool. There's a lot they of, look really cool. A lot of really nice things that are being designed. And, and put into the game so we can uh, do our own little uh, Barbie dream house. Yeah, a lot of people I really want enjoy the apothecary it. shelf. That's pretty cool. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about uh, the storyline without spoilers. They did oh, some man. things in that storyline that uh, I honestly wasn't expecting, but I'm glad they did. It's like unexpected, but not surprising, if no. that makes sense. Especially with who they, 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 they went after. I think it was already talked about. I don't believe this is a spoiler, but uh, uh, Kryle and uh, Tadaru have been uh, tormenting poor Astinian for the past two patches. I mean, that showed up in the freaking Tales from the Shadows. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. Um, so It yeah. was. Astinian came back to join us um, within the uh, the storyline. Like I said, I don't, if if I I don't believe that's yeah, spoilerish. They met, so they mentioned that he was going to be a trust as well. So I don't think there's any surprises here. But so having him in there and then doing what we did, I thought that that was actually a fitting time to. Um, it was surprising, but also I thought it it fit well, especially with uh you know we're we're having to deal with Lunar Bahamut again. We saw him at the end of uh, patch 5.4. And, uh... Yeah, there were some aspects to this particular enemy that tied in with a lot of old story beats that mm-hmm. I had not really thought of, but it makes sense that, hey, they were going to, like, bring some of these back, bring back some of these old questions and issues, uh, fill out a couple details, and with that, give us some really badass sequences. Yeah, and I, I was I was totally down with it and how they interact brought that into the new dungeon P- Pagelfan 
Pagathon. Um, and, and and how it worked with the uh, the whole Eorzean Alliance trying to build the trust of the different uh, beast tribes. It was okay, great. That final, the final area in Pagathon was just like really pretty. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, that that last bit where you're flying to the last area. Oh. I liked. And the last area itself. Like, it felt a bit different from what we usually get in these dungeons. Mm -hmm. Well, as opposed to the squared circle or the, like, very obvious, like, here's your boss zone. It's like, oh, okay, cool. There's four sticks on the side and some flavor around, and it's a circle this time. Neat. Yeah. Like, we didn't really expect much. This time it was like, wait, what are we in? Where are we? We had a process to get here. Yep. And that process was kind of involved. And that's a lot better than just the, well, we walked from one end of the tunnel to the other and killed everything from here to there. Yep. Like, yeah. That's fine. That's what dungeons are. And they're great. And I play the crap out of them. But like there needs to be something just different, just off center enough every time to really make them worthwhile. Two yeah. words for y'all. Second boss. Yeah. That yeah. second boss. Yeah. That was fucking <laughs> that was, amazing. I, I loved it. It's been ages since we had a boss in that style. Mm -hmm. I feel like you have to go back to ARR to find something like that. Yep. And it just was a really fun and interesting breakup of the usual routine. You know what I set my controller down and then had to go, oh, wait, shit, we're not done. Because I was, <laughs> I was so used to that being the final and not the mid. But no, that was, I liked how that worked. It kind of reminded me of a mix between the, the two phases in, um, uh, 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 Castrum in, in, uh, Boja. Castrum Meridianum? No. Oh. In, in Boja. Castrum Lacus Latour. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you think about There's it. There's a lot of Castrums you gotta that's specify. That's true. That's true. That's why I specified the one in Boja. I couldn't remember the, the Lacus, blah, 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 Lacus. It, it means Lakeside. Ah. Um, or but, Lakeshore. I mean, if you think about it, because it was the, the way the fight was designed, it was like that fight, but you're taking on both halves kind of yeah so i thought it was kind of neat but but yeah I, i'm trying to think if there's been a, a an actual fight that's been similar to this particular style i just the uh mechanics were well done um it wasn't overly difficult but it was fun it was really it was fun. in depth enough that it kept us actively playing our chat was pretty active we had four people going in blind which is I get having one person with experience is better, and I get that once you know the dungeon, it's a lot faster, and like going with trusts allows you to do all this stuff. Going in with four human players completely freaking blind. It's the best. Is so, <laughs> it's so, so rewarding. Even if your summoner has eye level 491, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Also, quite frankly, dungeons are generally designed such that you can reasonably pick up the mechanics of stuff as you're doing them. Yep. Like, they'll usually I have definitely. like, hey, we're going to have this first bit that sort of demonstrates it for you, and you need to just, like, watch and discern what's going on and then do it after that. That's doable. Oh, yeah, I definitely felt some of the conveyance in there, like, oh, they're teaching us a thing, and then, like, we come around a corner. Oh, there it is. Okay, neat. Like, I could see how they built it. Yeah. yeah. First boss had some interesting mechanics, too. Um, wasn't difficult to, to pick that up. The last boss has some real random mechanics in there that can can make your run a little bit difficult it's all stuff you've seen 
in a smaller scale, there's just a ton of it. Yeah. And that's where you have to start knowing what to do, where to stand, where to go. And sometimes you have to just leave a defensive cooldown up. Or as a healer, you have to say, I'm going to get hit in exchange for which I'm healing all four of us to full. But it's going to cost me all my mana and you guys are on your own for a second. Like, sometimes you have to plan ahead to just get absolutely stomped in an attack in order to get through it. Yeah, it makes you it's think wild. a little bit, though. I mean, there, there are certain things you really need to watch the ground on a yes. couple of those attacks because they're, 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 there's little AoEs that dot the ground all over the place in random locations. And they're quick. And they're quick. And then they, they pop up to a bigger AoE that, that, does, that leaves a stack on you, a vulnerability stack. I got to vul... It. The highest vul stacks I've ever gotten to is 27. Uh... <laughs> He, he just seven healers and we were trying so okay okay the highest i've ever gotten being a dumbass was like 11 uh but it happens um the highest that i got to in that fight was like three yeah i mean it's not bad and we died but... and didn't win it again and i never got hit again yeah, but, but it was it was there it was a process because yeah if you have too many vuln stacks and and you and you get hit by that uh that stack aoe yeah that's gonna be a it's over yep it's over you can't at a certain point, I'm literally just standing there blowing defensive cooldowns one yep. after another, and the healer is just standing there throwing mana at me, and I'm still taking damage because there's nothing you can do yep. when you have too many. When you're getting hit by happy birthday, you know, there's not much you can do. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, but yeah, I've been, I got lit up a couple times. It wasn't too bad, but it was, it's definitely a good dungeon. Um, it's not like Heroes Gauntlet, which just feels like a dungeon that is fun more than challenging. This definitely feels like it's more challenging. Um, there's definitely some mechanics that we're not used to, some stuff we had to relearn. Communication was important. This one felt like a good challenge dungeon. It's also a very good story dungeon. Yes. It, it fits the, the, where you're at in the story as well as it tells more of that story. It, it's, it's... it kind of feels a little like it's setting the tone for what's to come. Mm -hmm. It feels like a better version of The Burn. Yeah. I could go with that. It, it does. feels like The Burn, where the story is important, what you're doing is important, the design is cool, the mechanics are cool. Five weeks later, you're running through it in 11 minutes without thinking about it, but that's, you know, that's an MMO for you. The boss has some stuff you have to pay attention to, mm -hmm. and if you don't pay attention, you die, even yep. if you're overpowered. If you do pay attention, you're fine. But the burn definitely turned into a rinse, repeat, seven minute dungeon. This doesn't feel like it will. This feels like it's going to actually require some effort I every mean, time. Some of the trash is actually very high HP and there's a lot of it. Oh, I took tiny poles because my healer was new. My summoner had crap gear. I was new and we were like, let's just do tiny poles. And about halfway through, we're like, she goes, let's do a big pull. We did a big pull. We lived. Barely. Barely. And like one of the DPS was down. We're like, all right. And the healer goes, okay, so let's go to small poles again. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Because that you, sucks. Also, you get to culturally appropriate, uh, appropriate some lizard folk. So that's fun. Yeah, that was a process that. Uh, yeah, I was more thinking of the armor, but yes, that too. Yes. Yes, that's where I was at. Um, <laughs> there's there's some cool mechanics and there's some stuff that's going on that you're not doing. Which for every dungeon that has something like that, I always love when there's stuff that's happening that is related to the dungeon 
that is related to the mechanics or the unlocking of the next piece that you as a player don't have to do. Gimlet that you Dark. get to observe and enjoy. Yeah, Gimlet Dark, uh, Heroes Gauntlet, where they blow up the rock and it falls and you can run across. Just little stuff like that adds up to create a unique experience. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. and they brought that here as well. For sure. You're not just you're not just okay. You're a player running through this. You are a hero participating in this thing, and a bunch of stuff is going on, and this is a big chaotic battlefield. You exactly. are the warrior of light. There's also 200 other people doing stuff right that's, now during that's how this major operations work. Yeah, during this 20 minute run of the dungeon, castle, desert, forest, whatever it is you're in, <laughs> there needs to be other people doing stuff. Yep, and, and it, this it one makes definitely it feel has alive. that space. So yeah, I'm really excited to see where this brings us in uh, part two, but and when we get that in May, I believe they said. May. I think so. Late May. Because I think it's about six or seven weeks between. Yeah, it'll be a couple weeks after FanFest. All right. So late May. Yeah, this one definitely felt a little bit table setting in terms of some of the stuff. And that's like, okay, we know Endwalker is coming. We know 6.0 itself will be the big finale. So we need to do just kind of a little like, okay, we are being brought into the final phase. Time for stuff to be getting amped up towards this big crescendo. Yep. All right. So Talas, you said you did not run the new 24 man. I have not yet, honestly, once bitten, twice shy. I didn't really enjoy the second chapter, so I haven't really looked into it yet. That's fair, but I will say that I really do enjoy this Dwarven story. Yeah. Yes. There's like a lot of stuff kind of exploring, because you've got the uh, the Yoko Taro stuff, which apparently a lot of it just makes a lot more sense, or is more just like references that you understand if you've played uh, the various Nier games, and Drakengard, apparently. <laughs> Which I have not touched. Uh, I haven't, but I. It is a thing that Moose enjoys discussing, and there's some really weird shit in it that's actually kind of funny. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but so there's that, but then there is also kind of the parallel story of the dwarven village of Kamra and them trying to deal with all the stuff that's going on. And that one actually took on some really interesting, it really started getting fleshed out in a lot of interesting ways, such mm-hmm. that it became, okay, this is the bit of the story that we can latch on to that's like a bit more approachable to our characters. And I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up connecting back to some of the themes of the uh, near stuff as it goes on. Yep. I think their, their storytelling has been very good. Um, it's, I think it's paced for the most part pretty well. Um, it definitely kept me engaged as I went through it. There's a lot of storyline to go through in this particular, uh, iteration of the, uh, the 24 man in order to get to it as well as after you, you complete it. Um, the dungeon itself. Wow. God, it got metaphysical from the get go and it did not let up. It is. Hard to explain. But if you've run it before, you'll understand when it, it, it is really, it really messes with your head. There was a freaking mini game during one of the bosses. Did we have to do math again? No. No. <laughs> you get to play a, a, a little like Atari style game. Okay, that'll be fun. It's in better oh. graphics, but it's, it's that style. Yes. <sighs> Our also, poor... uh, unexpected quasi rhythm game, which is always fun. Yep, th- that one boss, oh, she annoyed the hell out of me. 
I really do want to play near just to understand, okay, there is something about you. You clearly are throwing off all these little signals that there is weird, interesting shit going on with you. And I would like to understand that. That creepy smile. You know what I'm talking about. The Yoko Taro smile that he uses on a bunch of stuff. Uh, Oh, I mean, maybe it might be. It's, it's, it's a very wide and just almost if it had some red lipstick around it, it would be very Joker-esque. And just the context in which it appeared was very unexpected and unsettling. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, I, I, I thought that it was a strong 24-man. I died a lot. The mechanics were super <laughs> fascinating. And it definitely did have a bit of the, hey, we're going to teach you this idea with the earlier ones and then iterate on it on the later one. Yep. Like to a degree that was really impressive. Yep. I waited until last night to run through the, the storyline in the dungeon. So I was probably one of only two people who had not run it yet in our group. So fortunately we were able to get through it. But uh, I probably died at least half a dozen times. I absolutely got that dopamine hit you get when you solve a puzzle repeatedly throughout the raid. Oh, there were a lot of those moments, too, because when you figure out how that mechanic actually works, it's like. That's clever. Mm -hmm. There's still a gear drop level for that dungeon. 520. Let me verify that. I Mm -hmm. I have the I have the hand piece uh, in my inventory, and I believe it's 520. That's pretty Uh, solid. That's really good for a 24 man. Yeah, well, it's the same level that you can buy the tome uh, for tome gear because tome gear is right. now upgradable. Also, yep. they did, also they did not have any belts in there. I did notice that that was in the notes that we're just like, hey, we're getting rid of belts. And it's like, OK, good. About damn time. But it's like, right. wait, does that mean we're just not getting belts starting yeah. now? I mean, if this is going to be the thing that's like, hey, expected to go into, it's like, why bother having to get this if it's going to be going away when we actually do start the next expansion? So you'll have to either get the the uh, um, Savage Belt or the Tome Belt. Or just be okay without a belt. But then you're going to be sorely lacking in, in your uh, eye level. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd want to have something. But I mean, like, compared to your glamour level, like, even your accessories are visible. Belts? Ugh. You still got yeah, if the one. belts were visible, that'd be cool, as opposed to now where your belt is just, like, attached to the bottom of your jacket or the top of your pants. Well, that's why they're getting like, rid real of it. Talk, real talk, I am still ever so slightly grumpy about the fact that I couldn't wear my survival belts or chef belts from 1.0. Dude, no matter yeah. what I was doing, having a little map case in a canteen seemed appropriate. Or being able to have a ladle and salt and pepper shakers whenever I was doing literally anything. Fighting in a dungeon. Hold on, I need to salt this uh, this monster here. It's a Dude, slug. You gotta preserve Kill it the with salt. You gotta preserve the meat. Every run becomes an episode of Delicious in Dungeon. God, I love that manga. Oh God, that is the I manga. That is a uh, for those who are not familiar. That is a manga series involving adventurers who are trying to delve down deep into a dungeon uh, on a tight time limit, but don't have a lot in the way of resources. So they figure they can procure food from the monsters in the dungeon. I mean, like all sorts of dungeon slimes that with proper preparation can become a nice, tasty dessert. Exactly. Or the anime restaurant. The tea is called the Todoroki. 
tea. It's hot and it's cold. Ooh. <sighs> but yeah. Um, but yes, I, 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 I am not that sad about uh, it being it's like, sweet, this is one less thing I need to worry about clogging up the loot tables. But yeah, I would say when you have the opportunity to do so, Tal, is run through that storyline and, and, and get in there and, and run the dungeon. It is pretty good. I'm still going to do it. I'm Especially just probably going to do it as, as a DPS. As somebody who has um, development experience, mm -hmm. you'll understand. There's definitely, like, it's, it's the curse, right? If you get really, really good at a job at certain points in your life, and I'm not super good at development, Oops. just throwing that out there, I'm not great at it, but... There's, There's a, certain, a lot of skills that you build, and then when you walk away from that job, everything you see from that day forward, you view through a completely different lens. And oh my god, playing 14 as somebody that worked on Nintendo <laughs> games for three years, <laughs> I see some very, very good choices, and I see some things that I wish I could screenshot, drive to Redmond, and smack somebody in the face with and go, this is better, do this! There's also, some really cool stuff. Also, if you hadn't done the uh, the kind of inter uh, quest, the in between quest that was uh, not when the last raid was released, but after there was like a little extra one, like that combined with the stuff from this one, it ends up being a surprisingly poignant and emotional. Mm -hmm. Definitely, that's good. Oh, oh, and without giving specifics. They did once again have the final boss theme be a mashup of a uh, Final Fantasy tune and a uh, thing from Yoko Taro's works. And that is uh, how I you was... sell me on running or something. Is <laughs> yes. that right there? I didn't recognize the other one, but Spender said that the music alone made him cry a few times. And you just for completing these, you get five orchestrian roles. Yeah. Jesus. With the music. Yes. It's almost like they know, I say, staring at the pile of Square Enix CDs. I, it's almost like they know. And <laughs> Seriously, I listened to the Maker's Ruin slash the uh, Dark Colossus. God, what's the name of that piece? Dark Colossus something. Dark Colossus destroys all. Yeah, like I, I listened to that mashup on loop for like an hour and a half uh, when I was trying to get some uh, library work done earlier. It just was oddly motivating. I told you guys a few months ago about my friend Elaine Koth, who was like, who hadn't seen 14 in years, but she had played uh, near with her uh, ex-relationship partner. And I was like, oh, you remember Way to the World? She's like, yeah. And then I like played a little bit on the YouTube. She's like, yeah, I remember this song. The song is really sad. And then, of course, I played Way to the World Prelude. And she was just like, holy shit. And I was like, yeah, we don't care. No one's going to stop us from doing the cool thing. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead. And... All right, well, shit, that's what I'm doing this week. <laughs> Excellent. And let's talk about the last bit. Uh, the thing that Sarah has done that the other two of us have not yet is uh, the cloud deck. So I'll go ahead and keep it uh, brief. In terms of the story, uh, satisfying end to it, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, if you've watched any amount of giant mech anime, it's like, there's no way it could have ended any differently. And it is tragic and slightly hopeful and a little beautiful. And it's like, this is hitting all the beats that it needs to hit because they have specifically set out to tell this style of story here. But it was well executed. There are some, also some very satisfying bits. Yeah, I'm looking forward to running it. I just have not had the opportunity to do so yeah. yet. It's been a very busy <laughs> real-life yeah. week. 
the fight itself is really fascinating. Without getting too much into specifics, uh, I can tell you that when I first actually because you end up on top on the cloud deck thing uh, as part of story stuff, like you're doing stuff going things and then you're like up in the sky and it's like, hey, we're getting approaching and then you'll actually begin the fight. So you get to see what the arena is going to be like a little bit before it starts. Okay. And I was very surprised. Uh, it was like some of the physical parameters of the arena were absolutely not what I was expecting. Uh, I'm trying to figure out like, if I should just avoid saying anything. Let's hold let's, it for two weeks because I'm going to oh, do it and I want to cool. talk with you about cool. it. Yeah, let's so, do that. Some, uh, some of the uh, physical aspects of the arena were very unexpected. Uh, hmm. And then once it actually got started, I was pleasantly surprised as, as a, okay, it turns out they were doing something very different from what I thought they were going to do with it. And it ends up creating some really interesting mechanics in the process. There was a lot of it that I, uh, as I was doing, I was like, Oh man, I wonder how this is going to work in the savage fight or the extreme <laughs> fight since it's a trial. I did a lot of mechanics building in <laughs> boss fights for RPGs. And so that's where the reason why I pay so much attention to mechanics is because my job was making mechanics interesting, right. but still clear. So the fact that they are building mechanics through and then showing it to you later, I'm. Yeah. I'm and. Down. I only recently learned, although once I learned it, it made a lot of sense, that they build the extreme or savage version first, and then they down-tune it to the regular, and so, like, remove or uh, adjust stuff to make. But they build the more complex one first. That's like, okay, that actually makes sense. Mm -hmm. okay, and that, so that, that that's made me, Yeah, that's made me a lot more interested in, like, paying attention to these things and thinking about, okay, what might this have been? How could one remix this? Like, knowing that it goes... I don't know why, but it made it more interesting. Well, that's how we design like that's how we design cars, right? We design a car with 400 horsepower that has crazy grip potential that can drive high enough up a mountain that there isn't enough oxygen to run properly. Like we can design cars for that, and then we're like, "Cool, this needs to cap out at 35 miles an hour and get 40 miles to the gallon." We start powerful and down tune because starting on the down tune and trying to get more powerful, you end up with twenty thousand dollars Corollas that make 100 horsepower. You start with power and you go down, you end up with $30,000 challengers that make 700 horsepower. Nice. But yeah, so really interesting fight, some unexpected mechanics, some stuff that kind of like develops and is emergent throughout. Uh, some bits that I wasn't quite sure how they were going to make it work, but I was at the end, I was like, that was a really cool fight. Nice. I look for, okay, I'm looking so forward I've to got, it. Let's see here. I've got. He's got the whiteboard. <laughs> Run near raid sapphire weapon by cool house cap tomes and cap gunbreaker. Does that sound like a solid week of stuff to well, do? Change sapphire to diamond and you're good. Oh, is it diamond? Okay, hang on, let yeah, me get sapphire that. Sapphire was the one you did the solo fight. Oh, that was cool. I liked that it's, one. That was you. my favorite one because there was all of the all the mecha references. Yep. <laughs> there will be more mecha references. Outstanding. Standing. All right. There will be a thing like I think it's referred to like the Macross Missile Massacre or whatever it is, where you have like the missile that becomes the. There's going to be some of that. Outstanding. Is that the? Uh, it, there's so many missiles that you can't even tell where anything stops. And they, and it's like they were all launching, but then all of a sudden they are doing this weird curving thing. How the are doing that? That is <laughs> actually yeah. I think that's actually a Macross thing um, that gets referenced. But never mind. I'm going to go way deep into this. We need to stop. Yes, we do. <laughs> I just, go. Uh, 
I just remember. Oh, don't let me stay here. And on that note, that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Well, actually, before we get into that, I'm going to I'm going to mute you. That's fair. Before Keep we going. before we get into the outro, what I was going to say is if anybody out there wants to discuss some of the things that we got in the new patch, join us in our Discord channel. Um it's a great place to discuss anything and everything Final Fantasy, whether it's uh um the new content, whether it's uh you know, wanting to know more about uh something within the game, whether it's trying to come up with a real life equivalent to how to make th- this certain dish that you uh that you eat as a, a DPS or um just random fangirling about whatever you want. I don't care. Come join us. I will p- post a link to that in the uh, chat. And uh we'll also link that. I think we'll link that in the show notes for once. So if you want to join us on Discord sometime, please do. It's a pretty good fun resource with a pretty good group of people that uh, like to hang out in there, so Come say, come say hi. So with that being said, that will now do it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like, subscribe, or follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or whatever your preferred podcatcher is. And if possible, leave us a rating or review. It really does help us know how we're doing on the show and let us know, um, you know, if there's things we can improve as well as it helps to uh, expand the audience. It lets other people know what, what to think of our show as well. Um, if you really dig this show, you can consider subscribing here at twitch.tv slash Phoenix down radio, like Talas and, uh, Nicknar did tonight. Appreciate that. Um, I re-upped, I re-upped tomorrow. So that's when mine expires. <laughs> um, you get access to a number of, uh, subscriber only emotes and badges, um, as well as, uh, um, you get to help support our channel and help us grow. Um, and if you don't have access to that, uh, you can uh, go support us out on patreon.com slash phoenixdownradio, like our benevolent overlord, Roy Fenrir. Um, we can we use the, all of those funds to uh, help grow the show, um, helps to buy Tala's new uh, headphones, uh, help to get a PS5 for the, for the podcast, um, cameras, just helps us to expand and, and, and do all the little mundane things. Just... If the less we have to worry about, the more we can focus on the fun stuff and the good stuff and give you guys better content. At least that, that's our overall goal is to continue to give you guys better content. And we hope that we're continuing to do that. Um, but whatever type of support it is, whether it's a like, an email, a retweet, a follow, a subscription, whatever, it's all greatly appreciated because we really do enjoy hanging out with you guys. We have an amazing community. We want to keep it growing. So thank you. Um, if you want to catch up on all of our back episodes, you can go out to our website, phoenixdownradio.com. Like I said, if you have any questions, you want to chime in on your PS5 experiences uh, or anything like that, you can email podcast at phoenixdownradio.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at phxdnradio. And uh, we put all of our podcasts in video form out on youtube.com slash Phoenix Down Radio if you happen to miss the live show here at twitch.tv slash Phoenix Down Radio. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who wants to start with some shout outs? I have a bunch. You have to go first this week, sir. Yeah, sir. Um, I don't feel like I have a lot. Uh, like, people have it cool and all, but I, nothing is super notable. 
Uh, shout out to my coworkers, uh, Ebony and Tiffany, uh, with whom we just did a uh, finished uh, drama program we were running. We got about like 10 or 12 teenagers who put on a play on Zoom that we had like about 100 people watching on YouTube. They, wow. Oh my gosh, they, they did such good work. Like, it was really fun to see them start from like haltingly going through the script to just like really starting to learn and own these characters and make them their own. A couple of them, like when they forgot lines, improved well enough that the audience couldn't even tell. Nice. And it was just a fun time all around. Uh, we had our matinee, last matinee performance today. Uh, so I am going to miss doing that, but we are already looking at running a similar program again for the summer because apparently there are a lot of kids who do miss doing drama club and the like. Hmm. Good. So shout out to my fellow librarians uh, for the work on that. It was really fun working with them, as well as all the teens who really put their hearts into it. Hmm. Uh, you can find me on social media, uh, mostly uh I don't use a lot of it. You can find me on Twitter at FF14SER. That's F-F-X-I-V-S-E-Y-R-R. One Y, two R's. Uh, you can also find me on the Discord, which I do tend to monitor a bit more, especially if you ping me. I will almost certainly be up for chatting. I am pretty much always up for talking. They, those two can tell you. <laughs> cool. That's why we hang out, man. <laughs> All right, Talas, you're up, buddy. Okay, shout outs to Sayre's Moogle Totoro shirt that I just noticed, which is <laughs> rad as hell. Um, shout outs to my D&D DM, uh, who I don't know what his online presence is, and he's kind of weird about his online presence, so I'm not going to talk about who he is. But he made a wonderful and super cool adventure for us, and we did absolutely none of it, and he handled it like a champ. Um, <laughs> that is the D&D experience right there. It is. Mm -hmm. the, so... The DM can determine what you're doing. The players determine what the soundtrack is, right? And uh, if it's like a bank robbery, we determine if it's like the Benny Hill theme. And that's usually what we end up with. Um, shout outs to Harley Date from Hyperion, who left RFC to go do other things and then has come back because she is rad and awesome. She doesn't know it yet, but she also gets to now deal with the new 10 levels of the submarine issue. And... <laughs> She doesn't know it yet, but she will. Um, shout outs to Klaus for telling me about gunner glasses, because uh, now for the first time since 2013, I can use a computer for more than 15 minutes without blacking out and waking up an hour later. That's so fun. I can now go back to my old job, which it turns out has new words and vernacular in it and an extra remarkable amount of income that it didn't have the last time i did it so kind of <laughs> exciting well good luck on get, uh, on on getting that i i, I mean getting that. entry levels you know the entry level for a reason but like it's still gonna be it's still a lot to learn but that is a super exciting and cool thing um <laughs> shout outs to the import guys for allowing me to do really dumb things with a lot of their cars and helping me get parts for marvelous motors and personal projects very cool you can find me on Mar you can find me or Marvelous Motors on TikTok at Marvelous Tofu. You can also find me on Instagram at Marvelous Tofu. I have other social media. If you can find it, follow me and I might follow you back. That's a big maybe. <laughs> it's a big maybe. It's a big maybe. <sighs> yeah, social See, if I had control over the music. This is where I would be pulling up crazy ex-girlfriends, research me obsessively. Yeah, social media is a thing. It's just hard to be social in this day and age right now. 
at least for me. Yeah. But talking to strangers is frustrating sometimes. Yeah. It, well, just True. reading some of that stuff has been frustrating. It's like, I don't want to engage with this right now. Give me some, give me some happy and stupid memes and I'll, and I'll engage with that. Or, 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 or puppy pictures mm. or, or puppy picture memes. Anyway, um, I want to shout out to these two yahoos. So thank you so much for, uh, always making this podcast such a fun thing to do. Um, shout out to, uh, Bobbing Bobber Brewing Company and Jimmy's Pizza for, uh, putting on the, uh, pizza eating contest today and, uh, having a good time always always fun well i've shouted out jimmy's number of times but uh they're they're worth it if you're ever in this area tal is <laughs> i so remember i was gonna come last summer mm-hmm. and then i moved to japan mm-hmm. and then last summer was you know global pepperoni mm-hmm. and so i'm still planning on coming and visiting you i just don't mm-hmm. know when yes i know and we're gonna go with jimmy's we're gonna go do weird stuff probably hang out at the mall of america just because it's something to do it's something to do and and, and I can actually play video games with you now. Absolutely. Um, nice. I had another shout out and I just forgot who the fuck it was. Don't you hate when that happens? You, you wanted to thank somebody for being awesome and you just for, totally forgot the name because you, brains work really messed up like. Man, brains are so doing a job they were never intended to do and it's a remarkable they function as well as they do. Yep. Well, shout out to the people who are doing their best. Yeah, because we know you're doing your best. It's not easy. We're here with you. You can do it. And we love you. And if you can't, that's okay, too. We still love you. Yes. And if you want to try and follow me on social media, like I said, I've been a little bit distant from it, but uh, you can follow me at PHXDN underscore K-L-A-U-S-S on on Twitter. Um I, I've been, like I said, been kind of silent on there, but uh, we, if you have, if you just want to say hi, I'll say hi back. I do that. It's cool. Um, but yeah, I've been uh, just trying to get by and, and do my thing. I hope you guys are all able to do your thing and uh, let's keep moving on. So for my co-hosts, Sarah Timono, for Talas Marvelous, I am Klaus Nightbringer wishing everybody a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care. Phoenix Down Radio is a production of PhoenixDownRadio.com and Illusion Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Down Radio is a copyright of Square Enix. Open to music for Phoenix Down Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal Chocobo theme cover and many other music videos at YouTube.com slash Guilty Gear Rocky. Closing music for this episode is provided by GuitarWanker90. Please check out their full version of Matoya's Cave and other rock video game covers at YouTube.com slash GuitarWanker90. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.